0: Greetings. Welcome everyone. This is Chief Yuya and you are listening once again to the Chief Yuya podcast. And I want to welcome all of you coming through for the first time and of course those of you who uh, consistently have been showing up and learning and growing. Um, As always and as usual, I'm always encouraged myself and inspired by uh, the growth of you all. And I often get messages and, uh, you know, type messages and, and um, comments and things where people will share what these teachings have done for themselves and for their families and how they have adjusted the entire way that they've, began to interact and sense their way through the world. And I'm very thankful for that. So I want to share my gratitude in that sense. Um, also many of you have now begun to dig into the Anu way, which is a work that, uh, you know, I had shared with you that I would be presenting and that was brought forth on May 5th. And uh many of you have already started to crack it open and to start to see how it can apply or how you will apply apply it to your walk and to your way. I want to just put out there right now that the Anu way is not a plead or an effort to convince anyone of how they ought to live their life. But the Anu way is a Compendium of edicts on how you should and must live your life. okay so um, the concepts that are held therein are not uh, <laughs> they're not put out there for the purposes of debate and you know um, to cause contention and strife, but rather to light the way to the path of spiritual enlightenment. Light the way to the path of deeper meaning and to really understand the symbols and the cycles that are intrinsic and the walk of the Anu. And for others who, you know, may dive into these works and not necessarily agree, then, you know, that is on you to find out later. Okay, so. You know, I thank you all who have given in offerings. That was very beautiful of you. You know, very very beautiful, unexpected and beautiful. Uh, many people um, were very appreciative for the work and for the effort and presented offerings, and I'm very thankful uh, for that. We will definitely put it to good use. Um, we're uh, in the process of of getting some new initiatives underway. And, um, you know, support and help <laughs> and assistance, uh, is, is always valued. So thank you so very much f- for that. For those of you who want to get a, a copy of the book, who are, even if you're not an on new member, you know, um, if you're ready now to accept that perhaps the way you've been moving and the way you've been working, is not filled with as much guided and pointed aim and direction as you imagined that it would be. And you're recognizing and realizing that a compass is necessary in order to reassociate yourself with the Creator. And your life is full of too much hesitancy and too much denial and too much fear and just too much meandering and wandering. And maybe you've even had some difficulties with letting go of certain things, then I would certainly say that you need to dive into the work and apply the teachings. Of course, uh, as I've always said so many times, that real teaching is always going to be an offense to the ego. And whenever you're listening to something or you're reading something so that to find something that resonates with you, you're looking for the wrong thing. You're looking for the wrong thing. Candy resonates with children, but it's not necessarily the nutrient that they need in order to grow and to develop and to be healthy. You see, so to um, only look for what's on your current frequency or frequency that you're even imagining can be very dangerous. It can be very, very dangerous. So there has to come a time where faith steps in and you're able to say, this person knows more than I maybe and probably, (laughs) and sometimes assuredly knows me better than I know myself and knows the medicine that I need, you know, and that's a blessing to be able to have that. All right. So I would just say for those of you who are venturing in in that direction, um, pay attention to what triggers you pay attention because it's it's an important lesson for you to understand where your your where your demons are hiding out inside of the crevices of your own mental space you know when they get pricked and when they get annoyed <laughs> you know and then when they when they get triggered and then you start trying to um disassociate yourself with the major forces that are beginning to break the traditions of infertility, mental and spiritual infertility in your life. So I would just say, you know, definitely you can go to AnuLifeglobal and get a copy of that. It's in the shop space. And again it's free, you know. Um so definitely even if you're not an Anu member, but you desire to be and you desire to live and to function like Anu, uh that's where you want to begin. For that. That's where you want to begin all right um you will get a lot and the more you apply the better your life will be plain and simple and of course we are no longer in a time right now for people to be <laughs> you know um deluding themselves into thinking that they know what they're doing in life you know unless you can show and prove that You're living a sane life and the decisions that you've been making for your life um, have been leading you closer to the creator and your children closer. And you've you're functioning within a family. You're functioning within the community. Your economics are straight. You're organized. You know, you have a strong and healthy and robust spiritual life that's not based around self idolatry and debauchery then, you know, if, if those things are not present, and I know for 99% of you, those things are not present because we're in the middle of a war zone. That's just how it is. We're in the middle of a war zone, you know, and many of us were born on plantations. So this is our opportunity to reclaim and regain uh, the occurrences of purpose that have missed us. All right, so, you know, I wanted to speak very quickly. Briefly, first, I wanted to, of course, give thanks. Like I said, for those of you who did, um, who did place and contribute offerings to the ministry, thank you so very much. And for those of you who, who sent in words of thank you as well, um, just you know, thanking for for the effort and the work that went forth to actually provide that for you all. You're more than, more than, more than, more than, more than welcome. It's my honor to do this work. I love what I do. I don't always like it. <laughs> I don't always like what I have to do. But um, I love the fact that uh, I was given an opportunity to do it. Because when you sit in certain seats, there's gifts that come with it. There's insight. There's wisdom. There's there's a deeper level of intuition and, and prophetic foresight that you're granted in order to properly function within your station you know so i'm i'm honored to be able to be filled with those gifts in order to get this work done and like i said i i love what i do i just i don't always like it but definitely love it okay so with all of that said which is very important to me <laughs> you know uh to let you to let you all know that i am i'm i'm thankful for you you know, so, uh, with that being said, I wanted to touch very briefly on, and again, this is still related to the Anu Way, Volume One, Version One, uh, foundations. You know, many of us are going through our existence and we're doing only that, we're existing. And as a result, there is a huge disconnect that occurs. You know, I consider uh, different media presentations centered around zombification. And I'm seeing the effects of that zombification among the people so present today. You know, as when I look outside or I look on different clips and I see so many people with face masks on and rubber gloves and You know Things that they're making up Socks They're putting over the front of their face And things like that And all of these different things That they're doing That a a lot of them Are based on pseudoscience You know They're not really doing them In an informed way And of course Every day There's conflicting information Uh, We were told A day or two ago uh, In New York That The percentage of people Who have contracted Um This, you know, this germ, the percentage is higher among those who stayed home and isolated. Over 60% of the people who came in, they said were people of quote unquote color and they were actually sheltered in. So now that, you know, how do we explain that? If you're telling us that if we stay inside of our homes and stay away from people, we'll be okay, but that's the majority of the people who are actually contracting it, the people who are staying home. Right? So it's like every day you're getting something different. It's almost like the financial feel. every other day. Oh, it's, you know, the the Dow is improving and, you know, um, things are looking up and then, Oh, this is the, the worst drop that we've, we've had in 10, 20 years. And sometimes you hear that report, it'll vary throughout the day and you don't really know what's happening and what what it forces you to do or causes you to do sometimes is just to kind of disassociate and insulate yourself from everything and you know i consider all of the um films movies and um talks around zombification that have been going on at least for the past 10 years You know, at one point we had a lot of movies about vampires and shows about vampires, even some werewolf stuff in there. And then, you know, and then it was a zombie takeover, right? And I would say the zombification one is, is the deepest one and probably here to stay because, uh, as I spoke recently, I spoke about the matrix and I shared that. We are the one who actually create the matrix. We may not design it, but we certainly create it. Well, the same thing is with the regenerative aspect of zombification. We zombify ourselves, you know, and we do it through the use of social media. So by way of social media, we offer and we pour our brains into a digital matrix, looking for approval from that matrix. And as we are feeding ourselves into the machine, the machine is cannibalizing us. And we're cannibalizing one another. Give me more. Give me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. more, Give me more. And we're doing all of this in an attempt to try to touch one another and to try to contact something that's real because a lot of us. You know, I'm walking with a lot of pain, and I, and I spoke about that recently, in the segment where I spoke about it was you know it's okay to call it quits, and a lot of times for us we have things that have traumatized us that we're unable to let go, and as a result, you know, we're walking with a lot of depression, we're walking with a lot of fear, you know, and a lot of um we're holding on to. Uh, Injurious relationships we're holding on to injurious careers or beliefs um because it's easier to hold on to those things than it is to enter into a an unknown new world you know so uh whenever you have that fear and you hold that fear of letting things go or being able to let go, you have now zombified yourself you see. Um but you know what's so important is there are forces at play that keep us in that space that make it very convenient and very very easy for the zombie to be created and to be controlled. You know, just like you, you see it in and and much of the magical arts there's a concept of zombification that's present and You know, I can break that down at some point, but I'm going to keep things uh, a bit simple, and uh, in this work, uh, for this session. But you know, what does it really mean to um, create a spiritless body that's roaming around looking for its spirit? Um, So similar to what we have today, roaming around looking for something that's real you know when you look at the uh, hermetic laws and you understand the presence and the purpose of mind and mental all things are the mind and all things are comprised of mind substance and mind matter uh, you start to understand the relevancy of the zombie eating brains why do the zombies always want to eat brains because the brains are where uh, the substance of the real are and Unfortunately, in our societies today, we roam around in herds, groups of people. We roam around, we all do the same thing, but we never truly touch each other. You know, and it's that feeling of isolation and loneliness that typifies the zombie, where you, you see that they move in herds, but they do not communicate with one another. You see, so there's this concept there that's so present of a colonized mind that is looking for something real, looking for a real active mind for it to feed on. You see, the same thing we do in social media. We feed on the minds of one another while at the same time outpouring and dumping our minds into the machine. So, there's a bi-directional cannibalism that's happening in that moment. And then we dump for so long until there's nothing left. There's, there's no more intelligent thought left. There's no more inspired thought left. There's no more even sharing of, of a profound dream that's left. There's nothing, you see. So, what we're we're looking at is situations sometimes when we Are being controlled by someone else Or You know We're no longer under Our own Control You know And often Again It's rooted around Our inability Or unwillingness To Let things go And It's usually centered around grief You see And The concept of Of Grief It it can Paralyze Our spiritual movements You know and when there's grief and when there's mourning and there's a bereavement that's not necessarily uh, progressed through in a healthy way, then we never get to recreate the rising of the sun. The bereavement and the grief in the morning are all aspects and functions of the nighttime. And during that nighttime, we get an opportunity to reflect and, and travel through our emotions Or like we call the night traveler We travel through our emotions And we begin to find meaning And the, th- the things that we're grieving about You know, and in many senses We leave the land of the living In order to find the meaning in what it is that we're hurting about For some of us, it's dreaming And when we discover the meaning of the dream of the and we discover why there has to be a bereavement process and a mourning process, then we awaken to a new dawn. But in fact, we create the new dawn by understanding the meaning. Now, if we never get an opportunity to understand the meaning for whatever reason, because sometimes we it, we don't want to let go of the grief in order to take to receive the answer, we have to let go of the grief. But we don't want to let go So we never receive the answer So the dawn never comes So The physical sun May arise But the first eye Doesn't come back online And now we're moving through life In a catatonic state You see And that's Again Prevalent In what you see today Where Everyone looks the same And and everyone is Is pretty much Doing the same thing And But with all of this conformity that so many of us are are experiencing, we still don't seem to be able to touch one another in a real and authentic way. And most of the semblances of anything that is somewhat real or intimate to us, we hand over to the machine in order to get approval from the machine. You see, so the zombification and just the idea of being one who's who's the who's Walking Dead, you know, this concept of the Walking Dead is primarily sustained by our inability to process our grief, and sometimes it it creates a very sad obsession. But it's something that we create and maintain, and um, when works like the way come forth and are providing a path to come out of that grief. A lot of times, the reaction of people first is, well, this is what I've done. This is what I do. Or, yeah, I agree with that. Or I don't agree with that. And without really being able to critically think and critically look at themselves and ask themselves, am I even qualified to speak about what I agree with or what I don't agree with? Have I even really earned that based on what it is that, I'm, that, I'm, that my life is reflecting? And sometimes that's hard because it, it takes a measure of humility to recognize that I'm not going in the right direction. And maybe you don't see or you haven't hit rock bottom enough to know that this is not what's supposed to be happening. As I've said before, you know, uh, so many are concerned about what is happening in terms of us having to stay inside of our homes because there's a spirit that's traveling through the air. And as a result, so many people forgot that even prior to this, we were in a total state of disarray with a, a persistent overhanging fear. And now, of course, we have more incidents happening of people uh, being removed from the planet physically because some forgot that that was, that was already happening. And, it, and there's nothing that uh, would cause individuals who suffer from that level of mental and spiritual sickness to enter into a disassociative state where they say, I'm no longer going to be that way. Um, Because there's a zombification that exists within them Which is their disassociative state They're disassociated from humanity So, you know, they're functioning Within lo- almost like a perpetual state of insomnia You know, never thinking clear Always cranky, always grumpy Always uh angry, always dislocated Um... And for some, you see it manifested in their activities. Always inebriated, always looking for some form of high. Um, cannot remove their eyes from the television screen or from the, the phone screen or from uh, the game console. Constantly have to uh, play games or just bouncing around on social media or the Internet looking at nothing and wasting hours upon hours upon hours of time, um, just looking for nothing because they're, they're caught in what we call the, um, the dark matter or the unknown or the mystery, still trying to find the answer to their grief or still trying to find their answer to their depression. You see? And then what they begin to do is they, they go around searching for brain brain matter to consume. And for those of us who have a little bit of it left, we start to dump into the machine and then they eat it, they cannibalize it, they cannibalize it. And while they're cannibalizing that brain, uh, they're being watched and their brains are being cannibalized and fed upon. It's bi-directional, you know? So, so very important to look at the situations in our life that are continuing this kind of, um, disorganization and confusion and, uh, depersonalization and kind of like the spiritual deadness and, and, and scatteredness that many of us may feel. And, you know, the things that don't allow us to be reminded of our bones and reminded of our blood and reminded of our flesh and reminded of our par- our primal instinct. You know, this is why being able to perform some sort of primal art is always critical. It's always important. You know, whether it's drumming or, or, or dancing or singing or gardening, hunting, you know, all of these different things which bring you back into a place where you can now wake up to the, the, the putrid reality of what life is. And always remember that you are a bridge between the unseen and the seen, you see, and you're always feeding into, um, what drives you forward towards the creator, as opposed to, uh, sinking more into a reactive adaptive state. Where you're just kind of systematically allowing yourself to be overloaded, uh, by a culture and, and hyper stimulants that keep you numb from the movement of, of breath, wind, and spirit. You know, there was a, there was a movie that came out some years ago called The Happening, which I think in many ways was similar to No Bra- No Blade of Grass, which I mentioned recently that was a book actually that they turned into a movie but um, same concept where the earth basically turned on the humans whereas with the happening you know because of all of the deforestation and the abuse that people had waged on the earth's surface the earth now kicked into a a automatic you know like an autoimmune response if you will but an auto defensive response. And um, in No Blade of Grass, it was somewhat similar to that. You know, but you start to look at um, sometimes through our numbness and our disjointedness, the damage that we're causing and what we're constantly feeding on to get something live. We're feeding on other life all the time. Because we're stay because we, we need it in order to at least function in the in the world of the sun, the world of the light, the world of the dawn, because we know within that we're still trapped in the grief of the night. You see, and that has to stop. You know, so presenting um the Anu Way, it's not just addressing how do we get right spiritually and how do we get right as a people and as a community? But it's, it's addressing things even how do we deal with our diseases that are related to the pressure that this ecological system puts on us? um, Like our anxiety and um our neurosis and our exhaustion and, you know, our feelings of of just being overwhelmed, overworked and overwhelmed, Uh, certainly PTSD, you know, and all of the things that we find ourselves caught in. You know, like like a fly being caught on flypaper or um, an insect being caught in the spider's web. And that lets you know that the 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 zombie apocalypse has already begun You know You think about a place where I find myself most often New York City So many people So many people You go into a place like um, Grand Central Station And just look at all the people I mean of course not now of course But you look at all the people Going to and fro to and fro To where they have to go and there's so much loneliness. So it's such a lonely place to live. You can go to a southern town with a population of five hundred people and actually make a friend. You can have a conversation. You could live in a in a metropolis like New York City, and you could go two months without literally without ever speaking to anyone. You could go Seven days with no one ever looking at you in your eyes. Very lonely place. But everyone's moving like a herd. They're either moving uptown or they're moving towards downtown or they're moving to the east side or they're moving to the west side. Like a herd of people. The cars are moving in a herd of traffic. The people are coming in and out of mass transit within within herds. But there's no connection. There's a, there's, a, there's a deadness that's always present. And many have not seen the catastrophe within that. You see, when you begin to abandon your right to self-agency and self-advocacy, you are now losing the vital aspects of your humanity because you've now become mechanized that is the zombification so the anu Way is a wake up how can we start living again where we can start bringing out the best of, of what we are we can start bringing out that movement within the heart chakra and and creating um, that gaze you know when, when you're able to gaze with your inner eye into yourself and see beauty remember that and you start to smile to yourself It's about that. And again, like I've said, if you're in tune with where the world is and where people are, you understand when you have to deliver something and you can't be so concerned as to who's going to get it or who's going to not get it. Because some people don't have the ability to look at their lives and say, I've never gotten it. This does this isn't what life is supposed to be. And someone over here has a better answer. some people don't have that ability to do that, they will be lost. They will continue to stay inside of the zombie herd, despite their protest. They're protesting and saying that I'm not, and I'm I'm awakened, and so forth and so on. They're still making decisions within the matrix and for the matrix and for the beast and for the machine. So, we provide a solution. We provide an answer. And and um, all of these teachings, all of the books, you know, everything that's said is healing. Sometimes when people share specific situations with me and say, "Well, do you have something for that?" <laughs> and I say, "Everything that I give is for that. Every single thing that I provide you is for your healing, if you would only apply it." I don't. Have to hear your specific. Well, my left toe. You know, my left toe is causing me problems, and whenever I, I sleep at night, I have this twitch in the right side of my body, and it starts to heat up. Do you? D- does your class teach about that? No, there's no section on the right side of your body and heating up and twitches in your left toe. We don't have a section on that. But when you start to fill yourself with the information and the wisdom, which comes from applying what you're learning. And you start to do that, then you start to cleanse out through the infilling of that light and that good information, that good light. You start to clear out the schisms that exist inside of you. And when you start to clear out the schisms that exist inside, you'll clear out the schisms that exist outside. And that part is the struggle for so many people because they're looking for what they can agree with. And this doesn't work like that it's it's sometimes it's hard for people to acknowledge that they don't have the mind they don't have it you know sometimes we're so we're so dead set on on our self idolatry when you know we 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 imagine everyone is a king everyone is a queen everyone is everyone is not the same thing everyone has a job and a purpose and The the true value of being in a community is being able to recognize who's good at what and who's been called to do what and who hasn't been called to do what and being able to rest assured and smile and say we have this in the community. We have teachers in the community. We have artists in the community. We have healers in the community. We have warriors in the community. And everyone is not going to be that same thing but you know when we're living that zombie existence and there's that strong sense of isolation, then we feel like we have to be everything and we have to agree with everything that's put in front of us without acknowledging that you may not agree because you may not understand it, even though you think you understand it, but you really don't. You're not there yet. This is why we have shepherds. This is why we have overseers. This is why we have Jegnas. This is why we have guides because they see what you can't see. And sometimes you may hear a pattern of words And you may think because of those pattern of words that, oh, I know what you're talking about. If I say the word consciousness, I guarantee you when I say it and you say it, it doesn't mean the same thing. I promise you that. If I say the word awareness or the word God, I guarantee you we're not talking about the same thing. But the the word patterns will sound familiar. So you'll say, oh yeah, I know what he's talking about. You don't know. You see, so it's such a wonderful blessing to be able to be in a situation where we can lean on each other with some cooperative economics and collective work and responsibility and be able to say wow collectively when we put this machine together you know I see why we were all called into the same place together I see it now it's making sense many are called few are chosen this way is not for everybody there are more. There's more than one gates into the city, <laughs> into Zion. There's more than one gate. You know, but just understand that if you were called and you were brought forth, this is probably the gate you're supposed to go through. Don't let your rebellion, and your hard headedness, and your inability, and your insecurity about your inability to comprehend things, don't let that be your stumbling block. There's no reason for it to, but don't let that be the thing that that stops you, you know. So I just, you know, I rejoice and I give thanks because when I when I see the body coming together and and fattening up, <laughs> and this this piece over here is falling piece in that place, and when I'm saying peace, I'm also t- I'm talking about people. This one's emerging and that one's emerging and that one's emerging, and then this one's going away and that one's going away to make room for the ones that are supposed to be there. That's a wonderful thing. There is somebody that's like somebody all over the planet. And you may not vibrate with the frequency of what we're doing and may not be able to even perceive the vibration of it. It's a fine mist barely detectable by the human eye. And those who are designed for this can detect it and get it and like, all right, let's go. And they're not looking to debate an intellectual, do. Like, what about that? And realize, okay, you're wasting time. <laughs> you're wasting time. Somebody puts a gun in front of you, you, you don't start asking about how the gun is made and what kind of bullets they're using and what kind of cereal is marked within the chamber. You know what it's going to do to you. You're very clear. You see? But a lot of times when it comes to that letting go of our grief and letting go of our uncertainty and coming out of the night into the day. Now, all of a sudden, we we think we're scholars. And that's what hems us up every time. We don't understand the value of um, doing. And the intelligence that comes from doing. Kinesthetic intelligence is a real thing. You know, being able to put your hand to something and actually function and work in it and walk in it, it gives you a totally different level of competency. And then the next level is when you teach it to someone else. When you teach something, then you have to kind of learn it inside out and learn it from angles that you wouldn't have normally have learned it from because now you're you're required to teach it. But it, it requires that you be patient with yourself. And it requires that you not confound yourself through the folly of your own thinking, or through the folly of your own vibes—not vibes, not vibes but the feelings that you might have about something—that's going to get you every time. Feelings change. I feel hot. I feel cold. I feel like a man. I feel like a woman. I feel like a human. I feel like a god. It just flip flops all over the place. Um, at some point, you have to be able to see with your inner eye vision. You got to be able to move the clouds. What are the clouds? You're thinking. Those are the, the, the brain hemispheres. That hopefully, the, the clouds will part and the sun will come forth or your lamp will come forth and you'll be able to actually see. And then now, you'll see that the light to the path is in front of you. This is why it's the way. The Anu way. The followers of, of Shai were Never called Christians until Antioch. And that was a derogative term. I was like calling them coons or, you know, something like that or or trash. They were called followers of the way. That was the terminology. You see, there's a way. And you got to learn to follow. And that's what hems people up. That's usually where the stumbling block is. Follow. You mean I have to comply? (laughs) I have to be subservient to this thing that's in front of me, even though I don't understand it or I don't agree with it? I got to comply? Yes, that's what it means. And some will and some won't. It's okay. You know, so um, I just wanted to bring that up and make that comparison to the zombification, because. A lot of times our rebellion against things is a part of that disassociative state because we've so we've gone so far. We've disassociated ourselves from the movements and the thinking and the mind matter of the creator. We're so entrenched and saturated in the world, even though we think we're not, but we are. You know, I was having that conversation earlier today about certain healers and I said something, you know, I won't mention any names, but. I said, you know, it's always interesting that a lot of people who preach health and healthy eating they don't seem to live any longer than most people who don't preach it or eat healthy. You would think if you're a person, you know, let's say you eat a raw food diet and you drink a lot of water and quality water and this and that, you put crystals in it all day and everything. You should probably live to like 150 years old. But why is it that you die at 70 and 80 like everybody else? There's gotta be something beyond the intellectualism that revolves around your eating regimen. There's something else. There's gotta be a knowing of yourself that you're missing out on, that you're skipping. Because why is there someone who can eat, you know, uh, black-eyed peas and ham hocks (laughs) for 50 years and, and live to 115 years old? And be cognizant at 115 years old. Is it that they know themselves a bit more? They know the climates that work for them. They know the lifestyles that work for them, you know, because the violation of your spiritual codes and sometimes that's a violation of how you have sex, how you speak, how you dress, you know, um, who you mate with. All of those things begin to disintegrate and break down what you are just like you see a zombie decomposing. You see, they, it starts to break you down and then you die early like everybody else, no matter how much, you know, healthy, you know, micro and macro nutrients you've been stuffing into your body and how much intermittent fasting and things you've been doing and detoxing and, and colonics, you still die at the same time as everybody else. You see, y- you have to Be willing to go through a process to truly learn yourself and not make presumptions. The presumptions of what's going to get you. The presumptions that you know more about yourself than you really do and that you know more about um, the mind of others than you really do. Give yourself an opportunity to be a baby again. Just try it. Just be a baby again. It'll work. All right. So with that, I want to just give you all again a strong vote of encouragement and thank you. You know, um, I know you're going to, you're going to meet the challenges of all of this that are in front of you. You've already begun to. Um, and again, I'm very thankful for those of you who've been contributing and, and seeking to volunteer and to continue to add on to this, this beautiful, thing of ours um, I want to thank you and uh, for those of you who are interested you know again we'll be opening back up next year Sol- Solstice, I'm sorry Equinox uh, so you know just be sure to um, stay plugged in with the work you always have ac- access all of the books Mind Heart Words The Compass Grasping divine power, solutions for dysfunctional family relationships, fourteen keys, especially, you know, shrine and altar, all these different works. This is this is the Anu thought. All of these different segments, Anu thought. You're getting it. You know, books like the Anu way, and there's there's more that'll be coming forth, a, a good deal more. You know, all free. They all they'll all be free. Um. You know. You have so many opportunities to to dig into this, this greater and deeper truth, you know, and take it seriously and begin to build on, on, you know, the stones, the cornerstones within yourselves so that you can now be functional members of something that actually makes sense. Finally, (laughs) where people are moving together with compliance, but they're actually touching and knowing and, and loving one another and not just moving like a herd of zombies like it's happening now or religiousized spookified folks like you find so often even in the quote-unquote conscious groups people are so religious and spookified they just keep doing the same thing and chanting the same thing and, it, it, and it's going nowhere it's going nowhere at all because everyone is looking to be appeased You gotta, I gotta hear what I already believe. As if your mind has reached the pinnacle of development. (laughs) There's nothing new for you to learn. Or if you hear something that you think is new or adverse to what you already wanna believe, you know, you think you've learned it all. You haven't. You know, you haven't. Trust me, you haven't. That's why it's always good to keep notes. You'd be surprised how many things you can go back to in life and realize how much you missed <laughs> the first time around. That's why I like listening to certain music artists like Stevie Wonder. Every time you go back and listen, you hear something different. Ah, oh, there's a triangle. I didn't hear that triangle last time. Huh. You know, or there was an effect on on his synthesizer the whole time. I never noticed that. Or I thought he said this word. He said this word changes the whole meaning of the song. You know, because he's profound. And profound work is like that. It just keeps feeding you. It's not microwavable and quick and forgettable. But sometimes you're used to approaching things in that way. Because you're like a zombie that eats brains and just goes to the next one. Without ever really synthesizing at a proper level. And I know some of you listening may be like, I think he's talking about me. I am. <laughs> Why? Because many of you have the same issue, you you don't even realize it because you don't really talk amongst yourself enough. Sometimes some of you reach out to me and you all have you all say the same thing. When I released the book, I, I got a series of emails that all said the same thing from about four different people. That was the first day, four people, same thing. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that there's one issue? No, it means that there's a collective programming that people have fallen under and become victim to. And they're thinking that they're saying something original, but they're really not. You know, it goes back to the Matrix. You know, when Morpheus was explaining what the Matrix was to Neo, the whole deep thing about that scene was that they were actually in the Matrix at the time that he was explaining it. You see, So how could he have really made a decision as to wh- what he wanted to do when he was still inside of the machine? He still didn't even have free will in that, that time. See, that's the whole science of the zombie, why the zombie wants to eat your brain. Because that's where freedom exists within the mind. Dome, free, dome, D-O-M means dominion. Or dome, the dome is the crown, the head. So where does freedom exist within your head? So the zombie has lost or sacrificed their freedom, where you get the idea of even, like, freedom within Haitian voodoo, you know, or zombification. It's just relinquishing your freedom. So now what do I want to do? I want to eat brains. Because what does that do? That now I, I, get, I, I, I get reminded and I'm reminiscent of what freedom was, you know. And it doesn't just begin with zombification. People have been eating people for a long time. It's nothing new. Um, nothing new at all. you see nothing new at all that was a practice in class- classical Europe. you know sometimes when they would um execute criminals, they would actually dine on their brains and then they would bury them at the crossroads because the idea was that if they resurrected they rose again from the dead they would they wouldn't have their brains to be able to figure out where to so they they would basically be stuck at the crossroads and not be able to travel out anywhere else to cause any confusion or problems because they wouldn't have their brains to process and then the crossroads would confuse them. That was a regular practice. You see, so that desire for freedom exists within, within the mindset, the mindscape. But so many people have rendered so much of their brains to the machine, there's not really much left. It's not that much left. All right. So, again, um, Once again, (laughs) Uh, I thank you all and I'm encouraging you all. I'm giving you the answers how you start to move and and pull out of this this thing. Gotta start breathing. (laughs) You gotta start uh, applying what you're learning. You know, gotta start applying, gotta start stretching. Get into that yoga. Oh, it's so valuable. Get into that yoga and stretch. And as you're stretching your body, stretch your mind. You know, stretch your mind along with it and um, start applying these truths. Stop looking for what you can agree with or what resonates with you. The reason you are in the mess that you're in right now. The reason you are in the mess that you're in right now because you've been living your life. From destroyed and damaged intuition. You are not able to make these decisions for yourself that you think you are. You're not, and then you're tapping into energies that are, you think are talking to you, and they're not even. You don't even have the skills to properly tap in. Indiscriminate emulation does not make make you what you're emulating. You jump up and say, "I'm this. I'm a. I'm a mighty this. I'm a mighty that." You're just talking. I, I gave you that story before about Arumula and his sons. You know, and his son was like, I, I'm wearing the slippers like you. I'm wearing the hat like you. Why should I have to bri- bow to you? And <laughs> you know, Arumula said, okay. And then when, every, when famine came and everything messed up, he realized I got to bow to my father, Arumula. Because it's because you got, you got the shoes on and stuff. That, that you're not me. You know, indiscriminate emulation is it's not it's, it's not going to work. You know, so... Uh, it's important, all right? So I just want to encourage you to actually allow yourself, treat yourself tenderly, allow yourself to go through the process, allow yourself to, and that process I'm talking about of even letting go, go through your dark night, let go, you know, um so that way you can recreate the dawn again because some of you haven't seen the sun in a long time, long time, many years, you know? And, uh you know, I just will that that, That reality ends for you and you can step outside of that grief, step outside of that pain and that suffering and those periodic bouts of depression and confusion uh, because you started applying something that's filled you with a better light and a better knowing, you know, and that's why I put all this here for you. I make it very accessible and very easy. You don't have to ask 80% of the questions that you end up asking. The answers are already here. You just have to apply And then as you apply, the revelations will come. So you'll know why your left toe is twitching on the right side of your body is getting hot and stuff. I don't have to answer that question specifically. Because now there's a greater intelligence being put in in front of and into you. Your brains are being rehydrated now after being dried out for so long. And the light in you is being refreshed and, and it's cleaning out all the toxins and the germs. So now you're thinking better. You're seeing better, you're breathing better, you're talking better, you're dressing better, you're acting better, you're sexing better. Everything is better because your culture is better. And now things are making sense. And some things you just don't have a problem with anymore. You know, it's like when you go out of the country, some of you got bad vision and bad bones, bad joints, and then you go on vacation into a tropical climate, all of a sudden your allergies aren't bothering you, your joints aren't bothering you. You don't know why, but you just feel better until you come back. As soon as you get off the plane, everything starts aching again. You know, you'd be surprised just when you start to surround yourself with healthier culture and a better way of being and things that are not GMO, genetically modified. And I'm not just talking about food, I'm talking about your culture. When it's not genetically modified and working against you, how by default things will begin to repair. Okay, again, Chief Yuya. Those of you who want to get a copy of the Anu Way, just go to go to the anulifeglobal dot org, anulifeglobal dot org, and um, you can get a copy there. And feel free if you want to support the ministry. We invite you to do that. That'd be awesome. We got a lot of stuff going on, um, and um, yeah. All hands on deck! <laughs> and again, let me extend the congratulations again to those uh, in, a, in the new cohort who are beginning their process of uh, orientating and learning about Anu and, and how to be these type of people and, and meet these expectations um, of this, this this great science. Uh, so let me congratulate you all and encourage the rest of you to uh, mark your calendar, you know, for next year March. To uh, apply yourselves. All right. Chief, you are out. Thank you so much for being present. Respect to you all.